Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know? Armadillos love playing the game Never Have I Ever, but they always lose because an armadillo will do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) For more armadillo-related facts and to find out how you can access our episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash armadillopodcastingclub. Hello there, you're listening to Muggles with Attitude. We're rereading J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series of fantasy novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters 31 through 34 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the fifth book in the Harry Potter series. Last time... Previously, Hermione's child soldier training camp hits a snag when one of her members turns out to be a filthy rat snitch. Hermione hexes the fuck out of her as a warning to anyone else who gets ideas, but the damage is unfortunately done. Luckily, Dumbledore takes the fall for everything, and no one has any consequences at all. Dumbledore has a wizard shootout with, like, half of the ministry and escapes on the back of his magic fire chicken. Yeah, I guess, like, shooting down a room full of cops is not that big a deal in Wizard World. Apparently not. Well, I mean, Dumbledore. Yeah, I mean, for Dumbledore, right? What are they going to do? He just shot down a room full of cops. (laughs) They're going to send more cops after him. And half those cops work for him. That's true. Oh... Yeah, that's right. He just he shot one of his own. Didn't even care. He was like, I had to make it look good. Right, yeah. He said, I'm sorry I had to take down Kingsley Shacklebolt, too. He didn't sound very sorry, though. <laughs> <laughs> he said it with kind of like a sneer in his voice. <laughs> oh, sorry. Guess you won't park in my spot again, Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> Not wanting to be outshined, Fred and George set off a bunch of magic explosives and then turn a hallway into a magic swamp before giving Umbridge the finger and flying off into the sunset. <laughs> in his endless quest to shove his face into every bowl of magic liquid he sees, Harry stumbles upon a memory of his father being a real douchebag to Snape. This brings Harry's occulency lessons to a screeching halt, but it's okay because he really wasn't taking him that serious to begin with. And finally, Hagrid reveals that he's been keeping his half-brother tied up in the Forbidden Forest and asks Harry and Hermione to take over his jailers. Uh, they agree, of course. What are friends for if not keeping your murderous family members imprisoned in a dark and forbidden forest? Chapter 31, OWLs, because apparently even British wizards aren't exempt from standardized tests. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, Ron's uh, handling his victory with grace and poise, I think. He deserves it. Ron deserves his place in the sun, and I, for one, am happy for him. He's, you know, it's true. He's, he's been in the shade a lot, like, hanging out with Harry Potter. This is, I've said this before, but this is really Ron's year. Yeah, I think it is. I also think that we see this from Harry's perspective. So from Harry's perspective, he's like, well, we won the Quidditch Cup, and then I was like, you know, I I was really cool about it. You know, I just took it in stride. But, like, from everybody else's perspective, he's probably doing exactly this. Remember that time I got that goal? Remember that time I caught that snitch? Uh That's right. That's That's true. So this is, you know, we're we're seeing it from Harry's perspective. Right, yeah. Mm. This is is what you're like, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, We get some good McGonagall sass. She tells her students that... Just because their grades are a reflection of umbrage doesn't mean that they shouldn't do their best. <laughs> I know, that's, a, that's great. <laughs> I mean, it does affect their futures, but, you know, on the other hand, it would be really nice to stick it to umbrage, I suppose. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, they also catch Ron up on the whole giant situation, and his reaction is exactly what it should be. It's like, yeah, let's not do what Agrid asked us to do. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to do that, right? <laughs> like, well, we promised. 
Yeah, the, the pros are we promised. The cons are this giant will inevitably get loose and kill us and everybody we know. That's right. So here's a question. Besides being their friend, what has Hagrid ever done for them? Uh, didn't he, like, rescue them from something or other? I mean, yeah, he, I mean, when Harry was there and he was all alone, Hagrid was his friend when he really needed one. Mm-hmm. So that's something. Hagrid did is the one who brought him to Hogwarts in the first place. Yes. So that's some bonus points there. Okay. Oh, yeah, Hagrid rescued him from his, his mean, abusive uncle. Remember he, like, broke in on the door and, like, yeah. twisted his gun up and, and uh, mutated his cousin? Mm-hmm. That's true. He did do that. He, mm-hmm. did, he did a curse... Uh, Dudley with a pig's tail. I'm just saying, we have an adult who is asking kids for very dangerous favors, and has he ever done favors for them besides, you know, the initial bringing him to Hogwarts? I mean, what could Hagrid do for them? He doesn't have magic, per se, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's pretty good with magic creatures, but most of the magic creatures he's good with are incredibly dangerous, and not something you'd actually want to hang out with, uh, right? He... I'm trying to think, did, did he have any responsibility for their ability to use Buckbeak to help Sirius escape? He had Buckbeak, but... I, I think that Buckbeak they, they was then doing him that. a favor, right? They were rescuing Buckbeak from... Yeah, they uh, were. Yeah. yeah. And also Norbert, the dragon. They also rescued the okay. dragon. Yeah, Alice, I'm convinced Hagrid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got a really, he's got a great heart, all right? He's a really nice guy. I'm just saying, they've done a lot of favors for him. Yeah. And they have not been easy favors. No, you're right. They are frequently deadly favors. Yes. Literally always deadly. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he... He, uh, he has an attraction to uh, really dangerous creatures. Yeah, but speaking of Hagrid, uh, it's the night of the astronomy exam, and they're all up on the tower doing their, their practical exams, and they see Umbridge and some crew go to Hagrid's cabin, and Hagrid starts a big fight. Uh, it is unclear to me whether Hagrid actually starts this fight. I know that he, uh, when we see it, it's him swinging, but that doesn't seem very Hagrid-y, which That's makes true. me wonder if... Yeah, I- it's, I mean, she went to his house in the middle of the night with, like, six armed wizards. Oh, no, don't so get me like, wrong. I'm totally on his side here. Yeah, so I, I think he'd be reasonable. You know, this is Texas, right? You shoot people who do that. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I also think it's possible that they were doing more than just firing him. They may have been trying to arrest him or something, because she does stuff like that. She didn't do that to Trelawney. That's true, but she it, didn't like, think it, Trelawney was, like, attacking her. She thought Hagrid was just... Well, well. She, she didn't come up with, like, six armed wizards, right? She just told her, like, you're fired. That's true. So it, it seemed like she rolled hard on Hagrid. Yeah, it's because of her horrible bias and bigotry that she has towards what she calls half-breeds. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it does seem like this is a, a, a lot more aggressive approach. And uh, furthermore, when, you know, during this fight with Hagrid, which is actually going way better than I would have expected, I guess... Hagrid's tougher. Than, we've never seen Hagrid in a fight, mm-hmm. really. And it turns out that most of these, like, wizards' attacks don't work on him. Mm-hmm. So he's doing... He's holding his own pretty well. Mm-hmm. But then McGonagall shows up. and they all him. And they all blast her. I, I thought that was, like... That was... That's that's a, a step too far, right? Yeah. yeah. Who even are these wizards? Are they ministry wizards? Mm-hmm. They must be. They must be Aurors. I think one of them... I think one of them is definitely an Auror we've met before, right? The name... Um, it's the it's one of the orders who was there for the arrest of Dumbledore. So, there was, so these are the ones that are out at Hogwarts. So these are probably not the urban orders. These are probably the rural orders. The rural orders, right? Dollish. Dollish, right? So he's he. I think he was one of the ones who was there for the arrest of Dumbledore, who wasn't one of Dumbledore's loyalists. Yes, the other guy. But he's not. He's not a Death Eater, though. No, he's just just an order who. So this guy gets beat up in like every scene. 
that he's in. He's probably like, oh god, I have to go back to Hogwarts. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Last time I was there, I got blasted by a, a super wizard. Now I'm supposed to go arrest a giant. Right. This is great. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah they, I mean, what is wizard justice, right? They they just sort of McGonagall doesn't even do anything. She just shouts at them and they blast her. Like, mm-hmm. is there no? I don't know. They penalty are, for them? They are the law. Yeah, this is, this is uh, I think we're seeing a, a pretty, ext- well, we, we know that this government is relatively corrupt, and these are the, the, the people in power inside the government, so they can kind of do whatever they want, I think. Yeah, but McGonagall, I don't know, like, Hagrid is expendable, right? He doesn't have any connections other than Dumbledore, and Dumbledore is on the outs. But McGonagall is widely respected. Uh-huh. You know, she, she's trained generations and, you know, many generations of people that are in all levels of government. She's like, you can't just, this is the kind of person that generally you can't just whack mm-hmm. without any consequences. Even the police can't do that. I had the same thought, honestly. Like, the, the, we talked before about the fact that McGonagall gives Umbridge a hard time and doesn't seem concerned about being fired. And it, even then I thought to myself, you could fire Hagrid, you could fire Trelawney, you couldn't fire McGonagall because she's beloved, right? Like, she's, she's a yeah. Hogwarts icon in a way. And she's been there forever, and like you said, she's she's taught generations, and who all know how how good she is, how yeah. how you know. But that if there are any consequences for these people for doing this, there we don't see them. Yeah, they, they just take her out. Yeah, and and it, I know it's not intentional, but they, it sounds like they nearly kill her because yeah. she's you know these these stunning spells. I guess are sort of like being tased. I yeah, assume, so. and she gets four of them at once. Yeah, and one student points out she's not exactly a spring chicken either. Yeah. They, she could be if she wants to. She's really good at transfiguration. <laughs> That's true. She could turn herself into a spring chicken. And she's also an, an animagus, though she turns into a cat. Is she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she turns into a cat. Oh, I thought that was just, well, I, yeah, I don't know crap about wizards. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was just like part of her magic that she does in her class for turning things into other things. No, no. It's she can transfigure one. things, but she's also her, can transfigure herself. Oh, okay. And her animagus is a cat with spectacle markings, just like her spectacles. Oh, yeah. Right. What? When she was young, did the cat have spectacle markings? She's always worn glasses for her entire life. Yeah. <laughs> she was born with glasses. It was a very painful birth. <laughs> We're not going to... But let's not bring it back around to why do wizards have glasses at all. This is ridiculous. Oh, it does seem like a thing point. they could probably fix. She well, probably she, wears them for style, Do they even right? have lenses in them? That's true. Nobody's <laughs> ever poked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wanted to make sure there's glass in there. It's fine. Yeah, that's the last thing you would do. <laughs> right. With McGonagall. I do want to say on the subject of McGonagall, um, it's interesting, you know, Harry, Harry's talking about the exams he's going through them, and some of these exam questions seem like they're things that he's familiar with from his adventures, right? Mm-hmm. And that got me to thinking, McGonagall is administering these exams, or she's working, to, working with administering these exams, and she did say that she would do whatever it took to make sure he became an aura, right? Oh. <laughs> I just wonder, you know, Harry's getting, I wonder if he's getting the same exam as everyone else. I hadn't thought about it, but I actually huh. found that scene incredibly sweet. He sits down, and the first question is, describe the, you know, in, Wingardium Leviosa, right? And he's remembering yeah. that scene from his, the, when he and Hermione and Ron became friends. I thought it was very sweet. Yeah, when, mm-hmm. when he used the Wingardium Leviosa. Wait, did Against he do the it? the troll. Did he do it or Hermione do it? I think he did it. It wasn't Hermione. That was, that was, Hermione was being held by the troll and it was shaking her and yeah. she was okay. screaming. And he used Wingardium Leviosa to drop the club on the troll's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny. He has like kind of a slumdog millionaire thing going there. It was like, <laughs> oh, all these questions are about things from my life. I've, 
I've loved these books since they first came out, but I guess while we're doing the podcast, for the first time, I'm really feeling the constraints of only seeing it from Harry's perspective. Because, like, you're right, your point about McGonagall, like, what sort of consequences are are there out there? What could there possibly be? And we just don't know any of that because it's only from Harry's perspective. And, like, I get where it's coming from. It's not that kind of book that, you know, it just follows one person, but it's still... Yeah. It's annoying. I, I wish I had more information. It's true, yeah. Yeah. Like, I would love to know what Mr. Weasley was doing in the ministry that night he was attacked anyway. You know, I'd love to know more about what the Order of the Phoenix is up to. Yeah, I, I think he was just on guard, but I don't think we know for sure, right? My, my yeah. impression was that he's guarding yeah. the room for some reason. Mm-hmm. But, but not against snakes, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, another character that is introduced here that I really like is Professor Marchbanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is just like, she's, she, she cracks me up because she walks in, like she has a conversation with Umbridge and just kind of like blows past her. She's like, She's one of those people who's just reached that age where he has, like, no fucks left Zero to give. Fucks. She's yeah. just like, I'm here to do one thing. <laughs> Get out the way. I was love her. Was she the one giving the astronomy exam? No, uh, that was Professor Tofty. Yeah. Because uh, I, I liked how, at first, everybody's watching the fight, and she's like, come on, guys, you're, you know, th- this is a test. You know, this is really important. And then when the fight goes on and on, she's like, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's funny. It's like this, this, these, this little... Um, I don't know, this little branch of, of the ministry that we've never encountered. They're, they're kind mm-hmm. of fun people. I like them. Griselda Marchbanks. Yeah. That's awesome. If I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Griselda. Griselda's a good name. Uh, a family friend of ours' name is Griselda, and no. it is abbreviated to Greece. Oh. So, well, so she's, she's uh, Mexican, so it's like Griselda. So, oh. oh, okay. So the people, they call her Greece, mm. which is... Not not the best nickname. Yeah. You know, no bueno. You, but you can also go <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's oh, much that would be cool. Zelda's short for Griselda? That thing would be mm-hmm. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. There's also We also get to see the OWL for History of Magic, which only further convinces me that this is going to be freaking awesome. I know. I was thought all the questions are asking. It just brings up more questions. I know. He's like, oh, I think there were vampires involved with this thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like what? What? Wait, Tell wait, me wait, more. <laughs> Why weren't you paying attention during this class? I want to know. <laughs> Another time when it's frustrating to come from Harry's perspective because he's not listening during History of Magic. <laughs> and I want to know all about that subject. Yeah, it's like the, the past doesn't matter, for I intend to write the future. That's <laughs> right. Oh, it's so great. In your opinion, did one legislation contribute to or lead to better control of goblin riots of the 18th century? Right? That's great! (laughs) Um, How was the statute of secrecy breached in 1749 and what measures were introduced to prevent a recurrence? I want to know that story. That's (laughs) fascinating. I know, the statute of secrecy. And then the formation of the International Confederation of Wizards. Oh, it's just... So yeah, interesting. Apparently it was something to do with like trolls and troll hunting. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about this. But because Harry being Harry, yeah. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, like, they had the astronomy exam the night before, and he was really distressed. So he didn't sleep well. So he falls asleep during the exam and sees Sirius being tortured by Voldemort in the Department of Mysteries, the place he's been dreaming about for so long. Yeah, Harry's like, fuck exams, I'm going to go dreamwalking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, yep. this exam's so boring, I'm going to fall asleep. And, and it is funny, like, the, the person administering the exam is like, you know, he, he passed out, he wakes up, he has mm-hmm. this, like, screaming fit like he does sometimes. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy's like... Oh, uh, you know, if you get back in there, you can probably uh, answer a couple more questions. And it's like, no, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. go. You know, priorities. He's like, I'm out. Uh, chapter 32, Out of the Fire. So Harry's trying to figure out who to tell about his vision he had because Dumbledore's gone, McGonagall's gone, Hagrid's gone. Like, who's left to tell? Yeah, I, I do think it's funny that Harry's first thought is that three children are going to go rescue Sirius and that's the best course of action. It's like, 
oh, you know, Sirius is in trouble. Let's go to the the Department of Mysteries and go save him. And it's just like, you guys are, you, you're, you're yeah. high school kids. <laughs> Maybe call the police. I mean. Out of every time Hermione has not received the respect that she has deserved, um, or even just the time and consideration, this was the most frustrating to me when she was trying to reason with um, Harry about Voldemort actually being in there. She's like, how could he be in there? It's like five o'clock. This place is going to be filled with wizards. Why are they alone? You know, and she's bringing up all these really good points. And Harry is just a bull in a china shop. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. It, and he's getting like, he's getting wild. Like he's like screaming at her. Yeah. Hermione's Hermione is talking very reasonable sense here. Like, and she's being compassionate. She's yeah. being understanding. And he's just like, Oh man, just steamrolling her. And, you know, Hermione being the, the friend that she is, she throws together, like, a plan in, like, five minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. She she's does. Like, she's like, all right, if we're doing this, this is how we're going to do it. She's, like, super pro. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I, this, is, this, is a, this is a kind of a frustrating interaction. It is. She, she, she even calls him out. She's like, Harry, you do sort of have, like, a, a saving people thing. I think that's what she says. <laughs> right. She's like, what's that supposed to mean, a saving people thing? She's like, I don't oh. have time for this. I have to save Sirius. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. And she just like lists a couple things. You know, I mean, there's some times that you've done this. Yeah, yeah and it, yeah, it, it's kind of an obvious trap, right? It is it so obvious, and like way. Hermione immediately identifies it. She, she's like Voldemort's trying to lure you into the Department of Mysteries with this fake dream about Sirius. Like, she immediately sees it, and mm-hmm. he just refuses and, to and, listen to any sense. And to, and she knows, like, they, everyone around Harry is telling him to do these Occlumency classes, mm-hmm. which he's ignoring, right? Right. And. This is why, right? Like, Hermione, Hermione has put this together. Harry has not. Yes. Harry's like, I don't understand why everyone's telling me to do these Occlumency. I want to know what Voldemort's up to. It's like... I, I, I mean, I mentioned this... Um, I think it was in our last episode, where I was like, why are we seeing the same thing over and over again? And now it's starting to make sense. Voldemort wasn't doing those things. He was essentially, like, running Harry through simulations to, to, to get him to go <laughs> do this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, it's... A little, a little frustrating how he treats Hermione here. Yes. But, but, the, but the plan, which I think is hilarious, is they're going to break into Umbridge's office again. Again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I mean, this is, this is a terrible idea. I mean, it's a better idea than breaking into the Department of Minist- Mysteries or whatever, but mm-hmm. this is still a bad idea. Yeah, but I don't think they can think of anything better. But luckily, Looney, Lo- Luna and Ginny... Oh, you called her Looney. Yeah, I didn't That's mean so to. Mean. I know, Alice. I feel really bad. But Luna and Ginny show up and... They, they help um, to create a diversion so that Harry can use flu powder to check on Sirius yeah. in Umbridge's office. And I yeah. note that one of the, the, a significant part of their diversion is by using something called garroting gas, mm-hmm. which does not sound prankish whatsoever. Yes! Yeah, that's why I wrote, holy <laughs> shit, Fred and George were planning on gassing people? <laughs> like, uh-huh. what, this was their, yeah. this was their end game. We're going to suffocate Umbridge to death. Yeah, Ginny said, this is what they were planning, like, if they oh. hadn't left when they did, they were going to do this. So Umbridge Wait, saved were they going to do that to... Umbridge, or were they just going to do it as, like, prank? I thought they were going to release it into the the school. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I didn't think it was specifically for Umbridge. Holy crap, guys. Oh, they're such scams. (laughs) They're just trying to gas people. Yeah. I I don't know what garroting gas does, but it sounds pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. I I have to assume it garrots you. (laughs) Which is not something that you generally survive. Yeah. So... Thank God they left. <laughs> this would be a whole different story. Yeah. How many lives did Umbridge save by driving them off? <laughs> but Hermione and Harry break into Umbridge's office and 
they he goes to he, his head goes to Grimmauld Place, but the only person he sees there is Creature, who says Sirius has indeed gone to the Department of Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we if we are given to trust Creature, who knows, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting they point out that Creature's hands are bandaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd been missing for a while, so yeah. Creature's been up to no good. Yeah, yeah but. Uh, and and also, you know, he, he is dedicated to the Dark Lord and will do anything to hurt Sirius and, and Sirius's friends. But Harry's like, yep, checks out. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, just Creature. T- creature. Creature just confirmed. Thanks for the info, bud. <laughs> Creature's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before he can do anything else, he is caught by Umbridge. And Ron, Ginny, Luna, and Neville were also caught by the Inquisitorial Squad. Yeah, I, I have more questions about... Like the, the authority levels here, because these are just, they're being physically restrained by their fellow students, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just like, how is that, is that legal, right? Can you, can you deputize students to like do violence? Like, they, because they, they knocked out Luna or something, right? They knocked out one of them. I, I am, as I am given to understand at this point, Umbridge basically writes laws as they become convenient, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's not legal, but even the then people in the ministry are like, oh, or she needs a law where she can let the students hurt each other. Like, really? So she can deputize students to help her in her inquisitorial pursuits. Mm-hmm. You know, people that's... get hurt a lot at Hogwarts. I guess like, that's true. Yeah. A lot. We did just discuss how there was going to be a choking gas release in the school, <laughs> right. and you know, before that, there were all those explosives that they blasted all over the place. Yeah, that's so, true. That's a good point. When they're not playing burger ball. But uh, yeah, all this just goes to show that even the best heist plans can fall apart, which is why you should always travel the poison tooth, you know? Like, there's some torture such shit happening here. They should have been able to just, like, bite a tooth and die. Yeah. Hermione's going to write that down for the next (laughs) secret club. It's like, why don't we have poison teeth It's like, step one, write write your name down on this piece of paper, which is not cursed. (laughs) Step two, I'm going to need to replace one of your teeth. (laughs) You can pick one of your teeth, but it's got to be one of the front ones, because I don't want to get super deep in there. Yeah. We're on a schedule here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Because, yeah, Umbridge turns to the Christianus curse, which is uh, illegal. Uh, super illegal. Yeah, it's super gross. And everyone's like, "Are we okay with this?" You know, but and the way, yeah, the this, way is, this is not okay. This is the this is the what do they call the unforgivable curses? Uh huh. Yeah, it is. Like, and then there's be like ten witnesses here, right? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, she she rationalizes. She's like, "Well, this is you know, you guys are dangerous, and this is like the." You know, I'm doing this to, to benefit the minister, and you know he doesn't have to know about it. Yeah, she's so off the reservation. Yeah, and that's when it, she, uh, it turns out that we find out that she's the one who secretly sent Dementors um, to silence Harry in the first place during the summer because the ministry wasn't doing anything about it, so she went rogue there. Yeah. Um, but before that happens, we do have a scene with Snape. Um, because Umbridge is trying to get information out of who Harry was trying to reach, and he refuses to tell, so she summons Sape, Snape for some more Veritaserum, um, But because apparently she used it all during that super obvious, obvious scene earlier when <laughs> yeah. she invited him into her office yes. and fed him pumpkin yeah. Would juice. Would you like a cup of poison? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, oh, I'm going to drink that, and then he sees a cat, and he's like, oh, Mad-Eye Moody would tell me not to drink this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... At that moment... He says, look, Harry, would you please stab yourself in the neck with this knife? What would Mad-Eye Moody do? <laughs> He'd say, don't do it, Harry. <laughs> don't stab yourself in the neck, Harry. 
But when Snape shows up, Harry remembers that, yes, there is one more member of the Order of the Phoenix left at Hogwarts, and mm-hmm. it's Snape. And he tries to convey mentally that Voldemort has serious in the Department of Mysteries. He has no idea if Snape actually gets it, even though they're doing this, you know, loving eye contact thing. Yeah. Um, so he yells out... Uh, Padfoot is uh, in trouble. Holding or... it in the place where it's hidden or something yeah. like that. Which, I mean... I don't know. I don't know if that's enough information to go, yeah. to go on. Snape's like, I have no idea what this kid is talking about, and which, he leaves. Which could have, yeah. could have torture been. away. Yes, torture <laughs> away. But Umbridge is about to use the Cruciatus Curse, and Hermione fakes it, fakes her out to keep MVP her from torturing Hermione Granger. Again, not only did she get Harry out of this bucket of pickles, but she managed to get Umbridge alone with Harry Potter. In the Forbidden Forest. Yes. I know. She comes up with this. And like everybody, everybody except I guess Dolores Umbridge knows she's not coming out of that forest. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're like, huh, oh, well, I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> there's nice knowing you. Yeah. Hermione comes up with some sort of lie about how they were trying to reach Dumbledore to tell him the weapon was ready. Yeah, but this, they don't really know what it is. She comes up with all this on the spot. She's yeah. like, so, she's so good here. She really is. And so Umbridge orders Hermione and Harry to go to the weapon. Yeah, yeah, take me to the weapon in the woods. Chapter 33, Fight and Flight. So Hermione leads them right right into the Forbidden Forest directly to the centaur. So I, I totally thought her plan was to lead her to the giant. To Grob, yeah. yeah. And he was just going to, like, paste her. Just <laughs> I mean, that, w- that, that would have been, been a great idea, too, right? <laughs> Here, the weapon is just over that hill over there. <laughs> oh, you see that? that mountain that's moving? Now it's not. Yeah. Go poke it. <laughs> But yeah, and she I can totally imagine that scene where Harry's like, oh my god, shit, that, that's a terrible accident. And Hermione's like, yeah, Harry, terrible accident. Come on, <laughs> let's go check on Sirius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she improvises this ambush on the spot, which is like, this is great, you know? It's impressive. Yeah. And, and Dolores, of course, being the way she is, just digs herself deeper and deeper, you know? Oh, she's so insulting to the centaurs. Yeah, this is, this is stupid, but I guess that's, you know, the way that... Is, so. Yeah, and she tries to use magic to tie up their leader, which it none of this works well for her. She ends yeah. up being carried away into the forest. Uh, yeah, we did, don't got, know what happens. After well, that. she I, is now centaur stew. Yeah, I assume she's dead. I don't know what right? centaurs. I don't know if centaurs eat humans. I doubt it, but she's certainly not coming out of that forest. A centaur will eat a human. You know, it's not their it's not their first choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's I mean, like, like they're not going to let it go to waste, does right? Does it help yeah, give right. them strength to go up and down ladders? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> if we devour them, we will gain the secret power that has eluded us these many centuries, brothers. The power to go up the horizontal devices. <laughs> uh, so this scene got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Hermione did not back Harry's play to go to the Ministry of Magic and rescue Sirius. And she calls him out on his poor decision-making in this previous chapter. And she realizes that Harry's beginning to doubt her loyalty. So there's only one surefire way to win back Harry Potter's favor. And that's to take out a defense against the Dark yeah. Arts Professor. Even <laughs> so, the Dark Arts Professor. Yeah, so this is like a peace offering. She's like, let me take care of this. Dif-. And, and, you know, it works, right? He's like, oh. And it, it really chills him out. Yeah. You know? It's like suddenly he's just like feeling way cooler, just like a little bit like easier to get along with, easier, easier to talk to. Mm-hmm. Funny how that worked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> another, one off the, another one off the list. Check. But it Call it a year, right? It doesn't end up going well for Hermione, though. She was relying on the fact that centaurs will not attack the young, but she 
massively screws the pooch on that one. Yeah, this this is this is a tough one. You know, it's like this. She could have handled this one better, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that she just doesn't. She doesn't have enough experience dealing with centaurs yeah, to I, understand. I think centaurs are just really, really touchy. Yes. Yeah. Like I think that there, she possibly could have navigated this better, but like I'm not sure I would have done a better job, you know. Mm-hmm. But in a massive coincidence, it seems like they're going to be attacked by the centaurs, and Grop shows up. Yeah, I've got this shit hurricane, and the, the Grop walks in. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. And he recognizes them, and he asks where Hagrid is, and he ends up distracting the centaurs enough that Harry and Hermione can get away. That's dis- distracting. That's one word for it. Yeah, we don't yeah. know what ends up happening to him, but they're covered in his blood, so that can't be a good sign. Hagrid's going to be so pissed. Yeah. No. <laughs> I told you to take care of my brother. You got him eaten by a bunch of centaurs. The same stew pot as that awful misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a giant would... That'd make a lot of meat, stew meat, though. That right? is true. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's tough and chewy, though. Mm. I've heard. Yeah. Giant jerky. Yeah. 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 Only if you're hungry. You know, Harry... Hermione, again... I mean, okay... I'll admit that Hermione's plan, she didn't stick the landing there, right? Like, it was a good plan. I mean, her plan, I don't think she expected to meet the centaurs. It was just like, let's go in the Forbidden Forest and wait for something to kill Umbridge. I thought the centaurs was her plan. Yeah, because she's being super, super loud. But but Harry is not super appreciative about this, I gotta say. He's a little, he's still a little touchy about everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and they're about to go to get their friends, right? And I love this because their friends just show up there and they're <laughs> they're like, turns out all that combat training paid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those the Slytherin kids have been in like the crappy dark arts class. They don't know anything. Yeah. The uh, Inquisitorial Squad got DA dunked. <laughs> <laughs> they convince Harry to let them go rescue Sirius with them. Because he's like, fuck y'all, I'm going to go do that on my own. They're like, then why have we been doing all these, you know, all these D8, these secret classes? Yeah, you've mm-hmm. got all this combat training, let's like, use it. to kill teachers, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we just killed the only teacher I care about killing. <laughs> he's really mean about it, too. He's he like, man, is, if I yeah. could choose anybody from the, from, you know, the DA club, I wouldn't have chosen Ginny, Neville, and Luna. Like, screw you. Actually, yeah. you know what? I, I would have chosen them. Honestly, like, like, Neville's, Neville's good. Yeah Neville's, yeah, Neville's gotten real good. This is the thing he's good at. Yeah. And, and he's not good at anything else, so... Fuck it, throw him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like... Ginny can take care of herself. Yeah. I mean, Luna... She's... She's the... She's the big question mark. You know? Yeah, yeah. She's the wild card. Yeah. She's the one that you're like, you know, you don't pay much attention to, and then she like kills someone with her teeth. She can produce a Patronus, <laughs> so... Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I have a theory about Luna. Let's hear it. That she's actually the Dark Lord? No, tell. Sorry. Start with... If one were cynical. <laughs> one were cynical. Okay, we've ever seen Dumbledore and Luna Lovegood. Hi, I'm Luna. Oh, why have you not seen me before? I'm in Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, her, Hermione's like as a proxy was getting a little like tired, so you had to bring in Luna. <laughs> no, my theory is that Luna Lovegood is a ghost. Uh, she's been dead all along. Uh-huh. And that's why she's sort of otherworldly and out of it, doesn't really seem to care about the same things other people do. Mm-hmm. That's why she can see the Thestrals. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah but I buy it. Speaking of which, because they're covered in blood, and Thestrals apparently are meat eaters, which we knew. Yeah, that, the would, class. that would not 
be comforting to me at all. <laughs> I'd be like, keep those thestrals away from me. I smell like meat. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the thestrals even begin to nibble on them a little bit. Yeah, and they're like, I think they're just delicious. licking them. And then, then they're like, they're, there's like, there's only a couple of thestrals though, and then there's like ten of them. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and only two of the people there can actually see them. So. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, the thestrals decided to get, you know. Hungry. Attacky there, yeah. But it totally works. Well. Like Thestrals are like your undead taxi service. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 34, the Department of Mysteries. They ride the Thestrals to London. I imagine that riding through the air on an invisible horse would be incredibly unpleasant. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Horrifying. I have a fear of heights. Just the, the just reading this description, oh man, made my palms sweat. Like mm-hmm. the idea of <laughs> clutching this thing that's slippery mm-hmm. and you can't see it. And if you fall, you're going to die. It's, it's, yeah, this is pretty horrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking how cold it, it would have been. Also true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But somehow, against all odds, they managed to survive the trip. They do. <laughs> they do. They show up at the ministry, and Harry Potter is like, I'm here on a rescue mission. So he gets a little badge that says Harry Potter rescue mission. Yeah, I, I love that. the That's ministry really funny. have, like, a Google alert set up for him or something? Like, the second his name gets mentioned <laughs> at the at the... Entrance to the, I mean, to the at least ministry. a Google alert for someone who shows up on a rescue mission, maybe. <laughs> That's yeah, true. right. But like a Harry Potter rescue mission, like this is to be like alarms across <laughs> the entire government. Like yeah. why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, Fudge has got to know. I mean, Fudge suspects slash worries that Harry Potter's part of a secret army to take down the ministry. Seems like he'd be like wanting to pay attention if Harry Potter shows up in the ministry <laughs> yeah. with a group of uh, you know his child soldiers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. But they don't see anyone, which is suspicious in itself. There's yeah. no guards or anything around. Yeah. It's sort of eerie, right? Like, it's a very different scene from the last time we were here for Harry's trial. <laughs> yeah, it is very eerie. But they make it down to the Department of Mysteries, and they get to a circular room with many doors. Yeah, this, this is great. So this is so cool. This is the moment that Harry Potter has been training for in his dreams every night. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to go. Walks in the front door. He's like, I'm going to open that note door. <laughs> He just keeps mm-hmm. going, you know? Mm-hmm. Except there's a whole bunch of doors. Yeah, yeah. he gets a little confused. Yeah. Because because uh, Voldemort was just messing with him. Apparently. Yeah, it turns out it's a lot harder to do this in real life than in your dreams. Yeah. I thought it was that Voldemort was obsessing about getting in there, but he didn't know anything past that front door because he hadn't oh. gotten in farther. Maybe, um, yeah. Yeah, because that's what I thought it was. I mean, because he, he was trying to manipulate Harry, but I think it started with him... Voldemort just obsessing over and over and over about whatever it was that was going on in there. Because Harry had been having that dream for a really long time. But Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, you, as you mentioned, there are these countermeasures that, that essentially stop him at, after the first door. Mm-hmm. And their solution is to just open doors at random. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do, though, really? <laughs> I mean, it's, right? it's, it's yeah. the Harry Potter club. Like They're all looking at him, what do we do, Harry? I don't know, jump in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's open some doors. Find I, something, fight it. Thank God they have Hermione, though. She gets the idea to at least mark X's on the doors that they've yeah, tried yeah. that are not the correct one. I love these doors. I love these mystery rooms. I know. Yeah. I know. God. Yeah, the, this this whole chapter, what we explore in the Department of Mysteries, uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. so cool. There's yeah. a there's a room with brains. Yeah, bra- just brains swimming around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brains yeah, it's a brain room. Yeah. Yeah. The brain room. The sinister archway that really wants you to go through it. Hey, mm-hmm. kids, I got candy in here. <laughs> hey. Hey, I got candy in this door. It's super eerie. There's this stone archway with a tattered black veil, and Harry hears whispers. Um, others are entranced as well, but thank God Hermione and Ron are there, because they keep them from walking through whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It, it, I wondered about this, because 
it affects uh, Harry and it affects Luna uh, pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't affect Ron and uh, Hermione immediately for yeah. some reason. But Ginny and Neville are pretty interested in it too. That is true. Yeah. yeah. But they've seen death, right? I wondered if it was related to that. Neville has because he can see the Thestrals because he saw his grandfather die. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's in like a stone amphitheater or whatever, so mm-hmm. like, people would get together and watch whatever this door is doing. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. It, it's Mysterious. Yeah. yeah. Department of Mysteries, right? Yeah, it's, it's the right place. Speaking yeah. of mysterious, the next door they try, it's locked, and it even melts Sirius's magic knife. Oh, yeah. that's Aww. a real bummer. That's the one. I really want to know what's in there. I know, right? It's probably bad, right? Yeah. Probably don't want to open really the door. bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like hell or something, right? Right. It's a bummer losing that knife. It was pretty good. Yeah, this is the first time he used it. So, uh, he used it on Umbridge's office a couple times. Oh, oh okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Still, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's true. But the next door, it's the right room, and it's full of tons of clocks and a bell jar with a hummingbird that keeps being born and rising and then dying again and then oh. being born again. Yeah, it's like, uh, and there's all these clocks. It's an like, interesting room, you know? It does sound super interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the movie, mm-hmm. to see how they do do this. I hope we get to see the different rooms. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, have to, I have to say, it is a sign of how worried Harry is about Sirius that he did not go through that archway. That's true, Because yeah. I totally thought he was going through that archway as he soon was, as re- I saw he was it, like, you know? He was like five, five seconds, I'd say. You know, yeah, ten seconds like, away from it. He's yeah. Like, yeah, there's something. That archway looks like I've never been through it before. <laughs> I'd better fix that. <laughs> it's in a room. All but, like, it seems like something that people don't want you to go through. I better go check it out. <laughs> uh-huh. But no, yeah, he he's uh, he's serious is at least for now more important than that. Mm-hmm. For the moment. For the moment. But they end up in a room, the room that he's been dreaming about, with the tall shelves and the glass orbs, and of course, Sirius is not there. Yeah. Wow. It's it's almost as if that was never really happening at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hermione at, was right. It made no sense. At, yep. At one point. As Harry is getting more and more anxious here, he met, he thinks to himself that he's feeling slightly reckless. <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. he's like uh-huh. uh-huh. What does that mean for him? Because <laughs> yeah. he it's notable now. Okay. This is like the first time in his life he's ever felt reckless, right? <laughs> oh, or he's ever noticed it, or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Is he becoming more aware, or is it just that his levels have finally reached to like twenty thousand yeah. on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, they don't find Sirius, but they do find a sphere, a glass sphere in this dark and foreboding library that has Harry's name on it. It does. It's 16 years old, and it has a bunch of initials, and it's about Dark Lord and question mark Harry Potter. And everyone's like, Harry, don't touch it. And he's like, I'm going to touch it. Yes. It's got my name on it. Maybe it's a birthday present. <laughs> so, it was not a birthday present. No, he picks <laughs> well, it up. kind of was, right? Oh, I Isn't mean, it about his birthday, sort of? That's, that's true. true. Oh. Yeah. But he picks it up, and it's a trap. It's almost like we're reading Wheel of Time. It springs a trap that everybody totally fucking knew was a trap. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So there's someone there. We don't know who. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Next time we're going to be reading the final chapters of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. That's chapters 35 through 38. And then after that, we'll be watching the movie and discussing it. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. We love hearing from you. <laughs> uh, I am Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter or Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I don't have one of those. 
Please share us with anyone who you think will like this. Please give us good reviews, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Finite Finite Podcast. Podcast.